When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got a lot of hard-hitting Entitled Parent stories, and our first story of the day is from MamaLoin89. Rude father gets owned by the school principal. So this happened yesterday at my kids' elementary school. A little backstory, I can happily say the school has zero bullying tolerance, and the principal doesn't take anyone's entitled attitude. So I stop at the school to drop off money for my daughter's field trip, enter the self-entitled father. I was waiting for Secretary 1 to fill out a receipt while Secretary 2 was on the phone. Secretary 1 tells the entitled dad that he can sign his son in as she writes. He says, no, you need to help me, and since she, waving his hand at me, doesn't have any kids, she can wait. I was pissed at that man's attitude. Before anyone says anything, the principal had walked out of her office and didn't look too happy. Mr. Entitled Dad, you will not talk to anyone like that in my school. And OP might not have kids, but she was here first. Entitled Dad got red in the face but didn't open his mouth. She turns to me and says, OP, how are you? And if I'm not mistaken, your youngest will start next year, she asked me. Mind, she could have helped him, but I think she wanted to teach him a lesson. I talked to her for a few minutes and left. Entitled Dad was still red in the face. I guess I would reckon that that principal is uniquely qualified to deal with situations like these because, I mean, all day long they deal with mostly kids that cause issues, right? That impatient entitled parent must not be too far off, right? Regardless, does anybody else find it weird that both these people were in an office at an elementary school and this entitled dad just assumes that OP doesn't have any kids? It just seems like a mighty big assumption to make at an elementary school office, right? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Chris Meg Monkey 4 Entitled parent judges me for a miscarriage and gets put in her place. When I was 15, I didn't make the best choices and got pregnant. But because of situations, I ended up having a miscarriage and had to have a DNC. I had to ride the bus to and from appointments because my dad used the car to go to work. Low income, one parent household at that time. I was on my way to a checkup two weeks after my DNC and I was having cramps and nausea pretty bad. Not uncommon, my body still thought I was pregnant or something. I had a ways to go, but I stationed myself close to the garbage can at the front where I could dive if I needed. Enter Karen. Karen got on the bus grumbling about how much public transportation was and how she wishes she could use the car today. She had a beautiful little girl with her, definitely got her looks from dad, who had her face glued to a tablet with headphones in. Karen ushers the little girl in who sits at the window seat opposite me, though I'm maybe an inch or two in front of her. Karen doesn't sit next to her daughter, but turns to me and grabs the bar as the bus starts to move. Where are you going? She asked, not showing her Karenness at first. Uh, the doctors, I said, wondering how it was any of her business. She says, oh, well, you're in the seat that my daughter always sits in, and she doesn't like disturbing her usual habits. I shrugged and said, well, she seems fine, and anyway, I'm not just going to give up my seat because you tell me to. The bus had to make another stop, and the Karen fell into the seat next to her daughter. 
An elderly woman got on and sat down next to me and we started to talk. She was sweet and I ended up telling her why I felt sick, just that I had the DNC, and that that's why I was close to the garbage can. Karen, who I should have known was listening, started ranting about irresponsible children and babies having babies. The little girl noticed her mom's ranting and took off her headphones to tell her mom to calm down and saying it was none of their business. The elderly woman told Karen to mind her own business. She went on and she said, You never know the situation behind a story. For all we know, something horrible could have happened to make this child have to go through such a difficult procedure. Some parents today shove technology in front of a child and you're no longer a parent. Don't judge her unless you're ready for me to judge you. That shut Karen up. The little girl mouthed a sorry to me before putting her headphones back on. The elderly woman and I had a nice little chat till we parted ways. Karen and the girl got off soon after. Little girl gave me a smile and wave as they left, and I never saw them again. In all of these waves of awful entitled parent stories, it's nice to hear that there's some random strangers that'll still stand up for other random strangers who are getting mistreated by these entitled parents who think they have the platform to just shove their opinions around. That there's some kind of human speaker that can just broadcast radioactive rays of toxic bullcrap. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Dictionary 5. Entitled mother doesn't understand movie theater rules, snitches on herself. I work at a movie theater. I believe this is a pretty standard rule for theaters. When you buy a ticket for a movie, you can't go watch another afterwards. The price you pay is for the one movie and not a general entrance fee. My coworker and I were cleaning halls on a pretty average morning and see two mothers and their gaggle of children waiting in front of an entrance that leads to two different halls. One of the two was about to end, so we asked one of the mothers which movie they were going to watch. The conversation goes roughly translated as follows. I say, excuse me, what movie are you all going to watch? The entitled mother says, this one, do you know what time it starts? I say no, but I can tell you what time it starts if you show me your ticket. The time is written on the tickets. She says, oh no, our ticket's worth for the Minions movie. We're going to watch this one while we wait for Avatar to start at 4. I say, uh, ma'am, you can't do that. She says, of course I can. I do this all the time. Girl, did you just tattle on yourself? I say, no, you either have to buy another ticket or leave. She says, oh, you must be new. This must be a new rule. Get me someone who actually knows these rules. I then proceed to say that I've been working here long enough and this rule has been standard forever. Three of my coworkers do the same and she insists we're all new here and don't know the rules. Get a manager, blah blah blah. Luckily this entire place is staffed by people in their teens to mid 20s so nobody feels like taking any entitled BS. My manager gives the same spiel we gave the lady minutes ago and she sticks with her story. There's no way she's wrong. This is a new rule, I'm gonna call the owner. I've already tuned her out. My manager then asks them to leave and for me to walk with them to make sure they actually do. This woman, in the world's most obnoxious tone, goes, Don't worry, miss, we're leaving. I say, I'm not a miss. She says, miss, ma'am, whatever. Informing her that I'm a guy pissed her off even more. Bye-bye, witch. Anyways, my job is low-key hellish, but... I have so many stupid stories like this. This is one of those things where your parents or your grandparents talk about where they're like, back in my day when I was a kid I paid just a nickel, I got all the candy I could have and I could just watch movies all day back to back. 
I mean, to be honest, you might be able to sneak into another movie after one's over, but to try and get three movies for the price of one with a gaggle of children in tow? I don't think that was ever necessarily going to work out. Our next story is from Cheeks. Family thinks I should invite my mother to my wedding. For context, my partner and I have been together for almost four years and I've been no contact with my mother for two and had limited interactions for a year before I went completely no contact. My fiancé agrees she shouldn't be invited, but extended family and entitled mother disagree. Entitled mother was always very distant growing up, which I never minded because that was for me and my siblings normal. She didn't take us to school, didn't come to school music recitals, sporting events, etc. But my dad was always there, so I never really felt like I was lacking support. None of this was really an issue, but over the years, I became more and more of her scapegoat, while my brothers became the golden child. When I was in high school is when the emotional abuse really started. A close family member died that caused my depression to really take over, and I stopped caring as much. This was like heaven for her. My dad was always so proud of how good my grades were, and when I started consistently not being able to get out of bed to go to school, he was obviously disappointed. Entitled Mother started creating more arguments around the house, which she twisted to make me look like the bad guy every time. She is a textbook narcissist. My therapist is the one who pointed that out, and every situation she found to make herself the victim, she took. All of this built into me trying to OD in high school locked in my bathroom with her downstairs. To which her response was to call my dad and inform him his child was upstairs trying to end things. When my dad took me to the ER, Entitled Mother showed up and tried to talk for me, never left my side in the ICU, and maintained constant crocodile tears until the nurses left, then turned to telling me how bad I made her look. I could go on and on with examples of how she was a jerk, but I'll save it for now. My senior year of high school, my dad finally realized how miserable we both were and left. He found a woman who made him truly happy, and he's been with her for a while now. When I got engaged, my fiancé and dad never questioned my decision to not invite Entitled Mother. They had witnessed how she had treated me and agreed she shouldn't be able to celebrate with us. Now, where the entitlement comes in. Apparently my brother told her when we got engaged, and that we'd already sent out our save the dates. Apparently she was surprised she didn't get one. Since I had her blocked on everything for years, this cued the flying monkeys. Her relatives thought I was absolutely cruel and heartless for not inviting her. That I was terrible for taking my soon-to-be stepmom to go dress shopping, even though Entitled Mother always dreamed of it. She had exhausted every resource to try and get an invitation, to the point I'm even questioning myself. My close family, fiancé, and future in-laws all agree she doesn't deserve to be invited. But it's hard to not believe the terrible things I'm being called. Has anyone else dealt with this and have any advice? I'm really struggling to not invalidate my own feelings. I can't say I've ever dealt with anything like this, but if I had to say anything, I would say for OP to keep in mind who they have been to OP all their lives, especially while growing up, who they were to OP during OP's most challenging or important moments of their lives. Like you could probably break down 5 to 10 of the most important or impactful moments of your lives, identify who and how that mother was being in those moments, and realize that's especially why she doesn't deserve to be there for this important one that matters so much to OP. 
Our next story is from WorthAbility3808. My dad kept half of my stuff when I moved out. When I was four years old, my parents got divorced and my dad got sole custody of me. He was really emotionally and verbally abusive, which made me extremely depressed. At 20, I decided to drop out of college to get a job and move out. I told him that I just couldn't do it anymore, that if I kept living with him, I think I'd just end up ending everything. He worked at the college I was going to and I just didn't want to deal with the awkwardness of seeing him there. My boyfriend's family at the time offered to let me move in with them. His mom was a bit unhinged at times due to a head injury, but she seemed like she came from a difficult background and understood my situation. So after I told my dad that I couldn't handle living with him anymore, I packed half of my stuff into my car with my boyfriend and left to drop it off at his place. The next day we went to grab the other half of the stuff and my dad opens the door and tells me that he's keeping the other half of my things. My dad would often negatively compare me to my mom or yell at me saying, you're a freaking witch just like your mom. So it seemed like he was taking me moving out as some kind of divorce? Anyway, so I'm upset and wondering why he even wants half of my things, but I just give up since I just want to leave anyway. I go back to my boyfriend's place and I just casually tell his mom what happened. She seems sad for me and I tell her it's alright. I just accepted that half of my stuff was gone and was ready to move on. The next day, his mom comes home and she says sternly, Come on, we're going to get the rest of your things. I was confused as heck, but I just decided to go with it. So we go back to my dad's place and she's just berating my dad on his parenting and yelling at him while I awkwardly collect my things. It was weird as heck to see my dad getting a taste of his own medicine and cowering while she yelled at him about what kind of parent would do such a thing and so on. Apparently before she came to pick me up and without telling anyone, she just randomly showed up at my dad's doorstep, let herself in the house and yelled at him until he agreed to let me get the rest of my stuff. Although OP said she was being maybe a little crazy in that moment, honestly it makes me kind of emotional thinking about these parents who have no relation, have only recently come into these kids' lives from just being a partner of their own children, but are willing to go out of their way to go to those kids' parents' houses and rip into them for mistreating their kids and trying to make sure those kids get taken care of. They may not be the perfect people, but bless them for standing up for kids when it's too hard for those kids to do so themselves. Our next story is from Prestigious Sound 71. Future mother-in-law is going insane. Background, I'm getting married in a couple of months to my amazing fiance. We come from different backgrounds. His parents are really wealthy and educated in an academic way. Mine, we were always struggling with money. I have no issue with that, so was my partner. I'm also not ashamed about this. His mother never really liked me, but as far as I know, she never liked any of his girlfriends simply because they weren't good enough for her perfect son. I wasn't too bothered about this since he never listens to her and doesn't care about her shenanigans. I ignored all of her comments about my appearance, lots of tattoos, our choice to be childless, you're selfish and stupid, she always talks about my fiancé's exes, bashes my career choices and all. But as soon as she heard about engagement and wedding, the real fun begins. After much discussion, we decided to get married in the small ceremony with only parents and our witnesses, and maybe a couple of months later, a garden party for closest friends and family members. Well, she hates the idea. She thinks we should do a big wedding and she's going to pay for it. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because if we go our way, then someone will be offended. I mean, that was the main reason we decided to go with such a small ceremony. But she just can't wrap her head around the fact that her beloved son will have that kind of wedding. Mind you, we both want this. My main concern is the fact that I'm sure she'll bring her family members despite our agreement and wants. She's still talking about it to other members of her family, like we betrayed her. She even said, well, then I'm going to pay for my own dinner and invite everyone. I mean, go ahead, but this isn't going to be at our wedding. I thought that if we go with a small ceremony, the whole idea of big Italian wedding, which we're not, it's her fantasy, will disappear. I guess I just want to express my feelings somewhere because sometimes I think that I'm the one who's crazy. I mean, just look at the situation simply in the context of this is a mother that's desperately trying to put their desire and what they dream of as a wedding under their kids. That alone is already crazy and too much and too overbearing. Bottom line here, is this what OP and their spouse wants or is this wedding going to be for their mom? Definitely do not let the crazy, overbearing parent push you around on that stuff. Our next story is from Carbink. My ex's mom shaved my ex's head. This has been a lot of years since it happened, and I still have nightmares about it and still feel sorry for my ex. So, context, me and my ex-girlfriend met each other at maths and chemistry tuition in grade 11. In the country we stay in, most students take extra tuitions to prepare themselves for various entrance examinations for universities. We started off as friends and slowly developed feelings for each other. I told her that I liked her on Valentine's Day 2012 and wanted to be with her when the earth so-called ends. There was a running joke that the earth will end at 2012 during that time. The feelings were reciprocated. We officially called each other boyfriend and girlfriend. She told me that her mom was a bit harsh and to keep it a secret so that her mom doesn't find out. And I was like, okay, fine. Things went smoothly for the first eight or nine months and then her mom happened. A mutual friend's mom saw us hanging out and holding hands in public after our classes and she informed her mom. Her mom, henceforth known as Entitled Mother, went ballistic. I woke up to 30 missed calls from my ex and I had no clue what happened. I thought something was wrong so I called her back but she didn't return anything. Side note, I've always suffered a lot of anxiety due to school bullying but that's a story for another time. I was anxious. I didn't know what happened at all. Then our mutual friend texted that his mom told Entitled Mother that we're a couple. The next day when we met in class, she kind of ignored me. When we had a break, I pressed her on the issue and she burst into tears. 
She told me that Entitled Mother hadn't fed her in two days and hasn't fed her older brother, who knew about us and was a pretty chill dude, for three days just because her daughter was in a relationship. It wasn't even anything physical. We just held hands and talked and gave each other company. She told me to tell Entitled Mother that I'd chosen to break up with her so that she gets a better home life. I was livid, but I didn't have a choice, so I met with Entitled Mother after class. Entitled Mother was like, how dare you like my daughter? I'll call the police on you. I knew that what we did was nothing illegal, but the cops in our country are crapheads and do whatever people pay them to do. I apologized and told her that I was sorry, which I wasn't, and to please give her and her brother food. She says, don't tell me how to run my family, and pulled her into the car and left. Entitled Mother changed my ex's tuition timings so that I couldn't see her anymore. I cried for days, but at least my ex will have a better home life. Boy, was I wrong. A month later, due to some scheduling errors, we were both in the class, and there I saw her with a shaved head. I learned from her friends that her entitled mother shaved her entire head so that no boy looks at her anymore. She had very long, beautiful black hair. People who didn't know her asked her whether she had cancer or something. I felt so sorry for her. She looked at me and smiled painfully, and that was the last time I saw my ex. We tried to keep touch in university. We were in different unis, but it slowly faded out. I learned from another mutual that Entitled Mother shaved her head off due to another relationship. Last I heard, she got a good job and moved in a house with her brother and sister-in-law and went no contact with the mother. By the way, her dad was a marine engineer, so he was generally unavailable, and my ex never told him about the awful things Entitled Mother did to not cause a scene. I hope she does well and has a good life. She might be my ex, but she was one of my very close friends. This is definitely a tragic story to hear about because this is one of those situations where you see so much going on and I think, depending on where Opie lived, this might just be too ingrained in the culture. Parents get away with being so controlling and overbearing. Honestly, it's no surprise that a lot of people who probably escape these kinds of situations who get a taste of that freedom, probably in uni, are never going to go back to that. Also, OP said at the very end, she might be my ex, but she was one of my very close friends. I know a lot of times it might not end that way, but most of the time it's great that you have well wishes for an ex instead of being at wit's end. Honestly, I think leaving a relationship, there's no greater wish than just still having well wishes for the other person as they continue on in their journey in life. Our next story is from Pear Quirky 1994. My mom asked me to go to my sister's birthday and then makes me foot half the bill. I have a much younger sister. I'm in my mid-twenties and she's about to turn 15. My mom decided to take her to a bigger city for a birthday weekend. The thing is, my partner and I live much closer to this city than them and go frequently for a variety of reasons. Basically, we have no desire to vacation there and it's definitely not a vacation spot. My folks just live in a small town. There were some things over the years we had mentioned doing there that were fun and we recommend. My mom and I have a history of her being an entitled parent, including me being the parent most of the time. She decided to take my sister to do the things we recommended in the past. She asked if my partner and I would go because one of the things was some haunted house and she doesn't like haunted houses. I don't either, so bit of a weird request, but I agreed for my sister because, spoiler alert, she had already promised to take her. First a weekend trip turned into Thursday to Friday, meaning we now had to take work off to go to the city. 
my mom decided to book one of the most expensive hotels and insisted on staying in a very specific area, even country club, even though she knew nothing about it and had never been there, not a couple blocks away, it had to be there. I should also mention at this point we found out my dad was also coming, therefore there was no reason for us to come. My partner and I let her know that we would stay somewhere else because we didn't want to spend a lot of money on a place we go to all the time, let alone that much. I waited to book anything, knowing my mother's past. She went from this to changing her mind to stay in a city 45 minutes from our house. We said that would be great, so she decided to stick with the original plan. She mentioned she could upgrade her room to two beds so that we could share a room. We said that would be great. She told us what the price was and told us to just give her what we thought was fair, which we agreed was one third of the cost. The next day she lets us know that it was more than she thought and she wasn't sure she was willing to pay that. To make things easier, I found a much cheaper Airbnb for us. She liked it and decided to book that instead and she let us know that she decided to book it Wednesday to Saturday now, saying we live closer so we could just come up after work Wednesday. She then let us know how much we owed her, which was half of the Wednesday to Saturday stay, and over what we were going to pay for the expensive hotel. All in all, we were asked to go to a city we didn't want to, to do things we've already done, take off work when it wasn't necessary, pay more than we agreed to, and half of the bill when, not to be nitpicky, but they have two beds and we have one. The cherry on top is that we're recently engaged and this plan was made while they were staying out of our place to go to a wedding expo and paid for their meals. We spent an hour at the expo and I was hauled around all weekend to take my sister shopping and run my mom's errands because I didn't drive. We're not well off either. My parents make double what we do. My dad has no idea my mom does this. He travels 70% to 80% of the time for work. My fiancé is hot about the situation and wants to make it very obvious to my dad as he would not approach the situation the same way. He wanted me to cancel altogether and I do too but I don't want to deal with the tantrum now that it's booked if we were to back out. Although OP says they don't want to back out, I think they should because at some point OP's got to put their foot down and just be staunch about not supporting this wishy-washy, dragging-around behavior that their mom does. If OP goes along with it on this one, is the next one going to be when OP stops allowing that to happen? What about the time after that? Why let it spiral into a situation after situation where you're unhappy, spending more, getting taken advantage of, etc.? This next story is from Little Miss Anonymous, entitled Grandparent Thinks I Should Feed Her. So my grandmother is obese and obsessed with food. Most of her conversations revolve around meals. Whenever I used to visit, I used to avoid telling her any meal plans because she would make statements like, I can't afford to eat that or why don't we order a pizza? I would decline and say she can get it for herself, which she would never because then she couldn't get me to pay for it. Anyway, one day I forget how she is and I say that I'm going to get King Burger for dinner. Her response was, I'll take a Whopper meal, to which I replied that I didn't offer to bring you anything. She says, oh. For some reason, she refuses to actually ask me and just expected me to go along with her demands. Another time, she just said, I would love to get barbecue from such and such restaurant. I told her then she should go do that. She said it was too expensive to take a taxi there because she doesn't drive. I said, okay. 
and that was the end of the conversation. I'm not gonna lie, if it was my own grandma, I would probably struggle with trying to not want to give in to, like, getting them some stuff. But I imagine considering OP, I assume does care for their grandmother and sees the kind of condition they're in might make it a little easier to not go along with it. I imagine at some point it feels like going along with it is just giving in to hurting their health even further. And to be fair, your wallet. Our next story is from Dark Magician 5. Mom scolded me for not eating rotten food. Well, the title says it all. A few weeks ago, my mom, 50-year-old female, made meat and a sauce in the same pan, and it was delicious. The problem started when I, 15-year-old female, would not eat it on the third day. Yes, we eat one meal for three days. I get two days, but on the third day, the food usually goes bad. I smell everything before I start eating because once I ate a meal sitting on the stove on day three... I thought it was good because I couldn't see any mold. It smelled off, but I thought it was because of the fridge and mom told me to eat it. And a few hours later, mom goes, this is bad. I say, what? I had that for lunch. Should I barf it out? Am I going to be sick? She says, oh, quit being dramatic. Just sleep it off. You're going to be fine. I say, you sure? I know it's bad to eat food like that. She says, like I said, you'll be fine. Just sleep it off. The next day, I had stomach cramps all morning. Thankfully, it stopped right before I had school. From that day on, I would not eat anything that was older than two days, even if it had to be thrown away. Note, we can afford to eat a fresh meal every day, so this wasn't a financial problem. Back to the story, the sauce was smelly and the meat was iffy, so I didn't want to eat it. Mom demanded I eat it, but I stood firm. She ate the smelly sauce and meat. She was feeling sick only an hour after. I was fine. Karma is really a witch. She apologized for almost making me eat it. Who knew you could get sick from eating bad food? The best part? She was going to high school for diets and healthy food before having to settle down as a lab technician after the war. I'm glad she's not a dietitian. On the contrary, maybe if they stuck with it, they wouldn't be making you try to eat all that garbage. Like, to be fair, if I have something for dinner and I don't finish it, I'll save it and the next day I'll have it, but if it goes beyond that extra day, I think it's pretty much safe to assume just toss it. And our final story of the day is from Dumb Fox Furry. My awful caregivers are accusing me of fraud and stole my stuff. So a while ago, my caregiver purchased me data from my phone with his credit card and it was automatically added as a default payment method, screw Optus at this point and despite my warnings, he ignored me. Now, fast forward to today, and his credit card was accidentally used to purchase $10 worth of data, probably by my legal guardian. The next minute, I'm receiving messages from that caregiver that says he's being charged $10 from Optus. I tried explaining to him about what happened, but then he threatened to get me charged for fraud, and things only get worse. The caregiver proceeded to steal my stuff, He stole my computer, spare phone, and a 3TB hard drive that contained photos of my cat who had died recently. I can't make a police report online as it has to be valued over a few thousand for the police to actually give a crap. Now this guy has threatened to steal my main phone, and the coordinator nor my legal guardian are doing a thing about it at all. I'll attempt to update you all on whether I get my crap back, but I highly doubt things are going to end well for me. I think OP should try to go ahead with reporting things to the police and informing them of OP's situation. I don't know if OP is underaged or anything, but if OP can explain that they're under specific 
care situations where they are legitimately being taken advantage of and stolen from, I would sure hope that the police would give a little bit more of a care to that stuff, because that crosses over into a whole different thing other than just theft. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.